All right, welcome to the Van City Health Podcast. Today we have Wancho Ramirez, who's a graduate from UBC with a Bachelor's of Kinesiology, a former assistant trainer at Strive Spinal Cord Injury Rehabilitation Center for two years, also a former Kinesiology Undergraduate Society KUS president, has been a kin for Alive and Well Personal Training and Le Physique Health and Fitness, and is now about to study to become a doctor of physiotherapy in Australia at the University of Melbourne. Welcome to the show. Thanks, man. It's nice to be here. Well, uh, was your plan always to study physiotherapy? Um, no, my, my plan actually coming out of high school was to study um, graphic design. Um, I, loved, I loved the creativity and of drawing and the freedom of it, but then um, certain things um, happened uh, within uh, family. Um, so I ended up uh, wanting to do a little bit more for, for not just myself, but for the people around me. Um, so I actually wanted to go into medicine first. Hmm. Um, but then after studying um, kinesiology and learning more um, about movement um, and seeing the, the ex ex uh, effects of, of movement and what it can bring to people's lives, I fell in love more so with the, the macroanatomy of it all. Um, yeah, and to decide to pursue physiotherapy following. Gotcha. So from graphic design to macroanatomy, like were you originally um, in the kinesiology faculty or did you start in the arts and transfer over? Um, no, I started, I had the change in, um, in my mind sort of midway through high school. Um, and so by then it was a little bit too late to change my courses and make sure I had all the prerequisites gotcha. to apply for kinesiology um, to go to university. So what I did was I just took uh, an arts degree to start off with. Um, seeing if this is actually what I wanted to do. Um, taking a bit of half of my courses were about arts courses, the other half were science courses. Um, mm. And then from there, getting a little bit of a, that feel. Um, and ultimately, I found that uh, kinesiology uh, was like a nice happy middle between the two worlds. Yeah. Gotcha. And then what sparked you become um, president of the KUS? I think it's just uh, interacting with the, the society um, in the couple of years prior to becoming the president, um, seeing the, the good it did for the community around me, seeing the experience that those leaders gained and how it uh, helped them evolve to the, the future leaders or professionals that they were following their degree. Um, and I wanted to be a part of that experience and I wanted to give back for my um, school and my classmates. If you go to one specific memory or something that just pops out when you think of your time um, as the KUS president, mm -hmm. what would that be? I would say it would be during uh, Imagine Day. Um, and what is that, sorry? Imagine Day is the orientation event at okay. UBC that welcomes all the new incoming students, whether that's sure. first year students or transfer students. Um, and I think that was a really pivotal moment for me because I, it really felt like I was I, in that role of, of presidency. Um, and I was standing in front of the incoming uh, kinesiology class of that year and I had to give a welcome speech and a, and a um, welcome message to them. and. Uh, seeing all of the different faces, um, all the excited faces, the anxious faces, um, and then at the end of the year seeing those faces again and seeing how um, they've changed or, or looking into their eyes or having conversations with them and sort of hearing uh, how their journey has progressed um, cool. has always been, yeah. Gotcha. If, if we have any student listeners, um, would you encourage them to join the KUS in any capacity? Oh yeah, whether it's the KUS or other um, student groups, I would totally encourage them to. Because I think the biggest thing for me was meeting different people. Hmm. Um, and the more you meet different people, the more you converse with them, 
learn from them, relate with them. You get the opportunity to really um, reflect on yourself and reflect from your experiences and then maybe you learn something new. Maybe uh, it reinforces something that you've already learned. Maybe 100%. it gives you a different perspective. And so from there, it helps you grow um, in your own way. Um, yeah. Sure. Yeah, 100% can relate. I think meeting new people and just figuring out their backgrounds and just their differences, you can learn so much. Yeah, totally. Um, especially at a cultural level too. Now let's take a step in another direction. How did you find your two assistant trainer positions uh, while you were studying in your undergrad? Um, I think those were very helpful uh, because they really helped me affirm sort of my uh, desire and passion to go for this profession. Um, I would say that it really opened the door to giving me those little uh, foundational steps on how to work on um, interacting with a client or how to approach um, applying what I've learned in school right. into practice while I'm, I'm, I'm in a clinical uh, environment. Right. So I think those were definitely pivotal um, and I had really amazing uh, mentors at each of those locations while I was volunteering um, who were really willing to take the time um, outside of those volunteer hours to make sure that I was learning, make sure all my questions were answered right. and making sure that my time was um, being used to, to the most optimal way. How did you specifically find those positions? So how did you research to, to get into like low physique? Right. Yeah. Um, well, for the volunteer positions while I was in my undergrad, those are things that I just found, you know, uh, Googling okay. on nice. online, surfing the web, seeing um, if there were positions that I was first qualified for. Okay. Um, and then after that, um, seeing if they were, yeah, looking for a volunteer or looking gotcha. for someone who they could take up under their wing. Now, what are those types of qualifications you'd want? Well, um, I think as a student, you actually have more options and opportunities available to you. Okay. So being a student in general already is a really good qualification because um, I feel that a lot of managers or owners of a company get the opportunity to uh, work with with a young individual or an older student individual right. who is just um, in a position of wanting to learn wanting to gain information um, wanting right. to gain experience and I think um, there's a greater desire when that's sort of the um, motivation rather than individuals who come in who are just maybe looking for a, a quick buck right. um, as they go through um, so I think you know if you're have the right sort of just experience of working with other people. Um, the experience of, of a little bit of that education being in school yeah. um, already puts you in a good position. And I think just reaching out, you might not get an answer, you might get an answer. Yeah. Never hurts to try. Yeah. yeah. Did you ever cold call or cold email some of these positions or these, uh, these clinics? What do you mean by cold call? Just pick up the phone. Hey, do you need a, a volunteer or an assistant? Um, well, yeah, that's definitely how you have to reach out. But I mean, gotcha. it wasn't just like a general email, yeah. blind CC, all these different. Right. Um, I tried to make sure that each one was really personal. Yeah. Um, I tried to really think like, is this sort of um, volunteer position what I'm looking um, to learn and, right. and really um, uh, enjoy doing? Um, because definitely it's, you're not doing yourself any justice if you're right. just blindly finding things or positions and taking it up mm -hmm. um, just at the whim or just for the sake of it. Right. Yeah. Cool. And in hindsight, was there a position that you wish you applied for or a position that you wish you did before you finished your undergrad? Mm -hmm. um, 
What I didn't do a whole lot of was uh, involve myself in a lot of the research hmm. um, aspect of the degree. Um, I wish I had done a little bit more of that because I think it would have exposed me to more of the process on how we receive the information or right. how information is um, disseminated and and uh, qualified, no not qualified, how it's um, certified right. um, and how it reaches to the, the, the levels of, of practice mm. prior to um, being applied to a client, I guess. So yeah, I think that would have been great. Taking a step back um, to your yeah. time as an assistant trainer for those two positions, mm -hmm. what hands-on skills did you learn there um, that were really invaluable as a, a kinesiology undergrad? Um, so whether it was my time as uh, an assistant trainer um, at Strive or in the Healthy Heart Gym or as a kinesiologist working um, at Lavenwell or at Le Physique, uh, things that I really learned was was mostly just body language and and finding the right words. Hmm. Um, I think definitely when you come off um, from school, for me at least, there was a little bit of um, this confidence, slight arrogance maybe, of just, you know, I know this, like yeah. this is what I've learned, right. I've spent like the past four or five years, you know, right. getting all this information, I'm ready to go. Um, I've had this experience. But I think um, making sure that you, you go through those right steps and when you interact with your first client, definitely you, you step into this zone and everything yeah. just flows. But at the beginning, it, it's challenging because you have to find those little um, quirks and mistakes right. that you go through in their natural progressional steps, I'd say. Um, but once you do, things just become more natural. And for me, I'm definitely someone who learns best either visually or um, by doing things. And as I went through those experiences, interacted with more people, went through the process of um, teaching someone how to do maybe a squat or explaining to someone of the importance of making sure their shoulders are set when they're going through movement or um, that they're, they're being uh, mindful of which muscles they're using and they're not just right. moving for the sake of moving. Um, I think in time, all those words and how I positioned myself and my body language to help support them um, came, so yeah. Now go and stick to your time at UBC for a little bit. Mm -hmm. What did UBC offer to its kin or health size students to help them work specifically in this field? Um, aside from like the different courses, UBC has the, the co-op program. Yeah. Um, UBC also has different programs like Body Works or um, the Active Kids program. Right. Um, and UBC is continuing to just grow in, in finding different ways for students to gain that experience. So whether it's you know within a clinic itself, uh, in a physiotherapy clinic or um, inside a, a gym, uh, UBC also offers different opportunities just like coaching, um, mm -hmm. being in camps with kids. Cool or um, being like a, a group leader or orientation leader. You know, I think those are, maybe it's not easy to see the direct line on how that experience can translate into a, in a clinical setting and how it can help you. But I think it can definitely uh, shows you a little bit more about um, how to interact with different people. And really gotcha. when you're in a healthcare based system, I think that's the most right. important thing. How do you interact with a human being? For sure. Um, I, th I think when I ever go into a clinic, something that always stands out to me is how, not, not only how good is this practitioner with what they do, but yeah. it, like how good are they just person? Like what are their personal skills like? And it really seems like 
UBC does a really great job at offering all these opportunities to yeah. really build those interpersonal skills, these soft skills that a totally. lot of people you know, take for granted. Yeah, I think definitely in, in terms of like customer service or your relations um, and rapport that you build with that client or patient makes a huge difference in how their healthcare is received. Right. Because um, even if you just think of it from a psychological standpoint, if um, two different practitioners, you know, gave exactly the same sort of treatment, yeah. but just delivered it in a very kind and gentle way or mm. a very... Um, abrupt or or um, forceful and, and angry way, mm -hmm. I'm sure one will right. feel a little bit better about their experience than the other and could you know possibly affect how they feel after that treatment following. So yeah, I'm a big advocate for making sure that customer service and human relationship, relationships are um, held at the, the highest priority. Amazing. Last question pertaining to UBC, like outside of um, you know, that institutional setting, like what could students do outside of school to get a certain type of experience? Or is there anything else that you'd recommend for students to do outside of, you know, what's offered at UBC uh, mm. to get ahead? You mean like extracurricular activities? Yeah. Sure. Um, any extracurricular, extracurricular activity is, is good. Um, I think it's very easy to get stuck into the anxious and stressful world of school and needing to make mm -hmm. sure that you um, have all those grades in check and that you're keeping up with all your assignments. Gotcha. Um, don't get me wrong, I think it's super, it's definitely important and they're definitely um, what help you get um, through your foot in the door to begin yeah. with. Um, but I think don't limit yourself. Um, and the more experience that you have, the more you expose yourself, I think, um, the more you learn. Gotcha. Uh, so this next question has been asked quite a bit. Uh, mm -hmm. What do you have to keep in mind as a current student if you want to study something like physical therapy or physiotherapy? Um, something to keep in mind. So, of course, you got to make sure that you go through um, the the prerequisites. Right. If you Which have are? if you have schools in mind that you yeah. want to go to, um, you'd have to research that. Each school has different prerequisites for right. what they need um, to get into school. Um, they'll have to have. Some will have a certain grade point average that you must have. Uh, Where's that around? Certain average. Uh, well, um, I think across the board, I don't know where it is right now, but they're probably anywhere closer to about like uh, 85 to 90, somewhere within that range of, gotcha. for students who are, who are getting admitted to the program. Mm -hmm. um, and it's fairly competitive for sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, ha having those grades are, are important, making sure that you meet their prerequisites, first of all, so that you can apply. Yeah. Um, but then after that, they always look for some practical experience and so making sure that you've worked with um, individuals who have a either physical or psychological um, condition or need okay. um, and working with them. Um, and then outside of experience after that would be any research experience, leadership experience, right. or just uh, showing how, how you are diverse um, or versatile in your own way. Gotcha. Um, yeah, yeah. Okay, and just going back to these types of experience, mm -hmm. um, I know you mentioned psychological and different physical conditions. Can you mm -hmm. go into that a little bit more? Like, what, what do you mean by that? Um, so that's just... Um, working with individuals who aren't just like general population. Right. Um, so if you're working within a physiotherapy clinic, you're either working with someone with a um, chronic uh, illness or disease. Yeah. Um, so, so whether that's like something like Parkinson's, you know, um, mm -hmm. or um, people who have uh, heart, con 
heart conditions, sorry. Um, yeah, or psychological conditions would be working within um, the autism um, community, right. um, like at Connects Place um, right. and things like that. Um, yeah. Gotcha. And what do you think is the best major that best prepares you if you want to get into a physiotherapy school? Is it kin? Hmm. Um, well, there's no one true um, best major. You'll even see on some of the websites that they'll hmm. say like, um, it's not necessarily a kin degree, it's not necessarily a science degree that is the best for you to get in. Gotcha. Um, because each school with the different prerequisites, they still make, sh uh, make sure that you have um, the adequate knowledge to, right. to um, succeed when you get into the program. Hmm. So you'll, you'll gain that knowledge by going through those, uh, those programs. But I think what helps people become uh, better practitioners is what you do outside of that base of knowledge. Right. Um, so uh, whether that's, yeah, whether that's kin, science, you could probably do it from arts or, hmm. or somewhere else. Do, do you have um, people from like psychology degrees getting into these schools? Um, I don't know of anybody personally, but I'm sure there are, yeah. Gotcha. Because um, I think graduate schools from, from at least what I know at UBC um, have done away with that you only need a certain degree. Hmm. Um, even the medicine um, program at UBC ha has dropped a lot of their prerequisites. Um, and you could just, you could have a Bachelor of Arts, you could have a Bachelor of Music and you right. could get into medicine or physiotherapy. With, with all but, the right prerequisites though. Yeah, you have all right. the right prerequisites and you have that base knowledge. But gotcha. um, yeah, it's, it's the skills that you obtain afterwards that just help elevate your, your resume or your application, right. I'd say. Um, and if you had three tips for current students trying to get into a, a PT school in Canada, what would they mm -hmm. be? Um, three tips would be, well, one, keep on top of your studies. Right. Um, because definitely as it gets more competitive, that uh, GPA that I mentioned probably is just going to keep elevating, yeah. keep on go, going higher. Um, so that you can get your foot in the door and you give yourself a fighting chance. Um, second is f explore. Um, mm -hmm. Learn to push your comfort zones a little bit. Uh, I think when you get the opportunity to push your comfort zone, you, you challenge yourself. And right. when you challenge yourself, you expose yourself to either um, succeeding or, or failing. Right. And when you find success, it helps build your self-esteem. Um, when you fail, it just helps you learn to get back up again right. um, and improve or build a, a greater um, uh, skill set or ability. Gotcha. Um, yeah. And then the third would be third would be just have fun. Um, I mean, it'll show in your interview if you're if you're not really into what you're doing or if you don't really want it. Yeah. Um, and you not have that passion. I think if you really love movement, if you really love working with people, yeah. it'll show. Um, and how you have fun with it will show. And I think <laughs> from the people who I've known who have gone to physiotherapy programs, yeah. all have energetic personalities. <laughs> um, all are, are individuals who love working with others. Mm. Um, and I mean, you don't have to be the most uh, energetic person and like, right. the, the most extrovert person either. Um, but yeah, I think having fun with what you do and the, the, ex the experiences that you go through will help, yeah, make you unique. Gotcha. And just to take a step back, you mentioned the interview. Mm -hmm. What can a student best do to prepare themselves for that interview? Any tips, any questions you could potentially give away? Um, it all depends on the, the interview. Because some schools run it differently. Some schools okay. will have the um, MMI, um, or the multi-minute interviews. Some people will do just like a one-on-one -on -one interview. Gotcha. Um, it all depends on the university that you, you're applying to. Um, but I think it's important to just be yourself um, in those interviews. Try not to keep 
your answer is cookie cutter or yeah. um, very simple, but trying to make sure that you're showing a little bit of your experience, your personality yeah. um, when you're in those. Yeah. I think just not even just for those types of interviews. I think interviews in general. In general. Totally. You really need that. Yeah. Yeah. Your personality to come forward and not to just, as you said, those cookie cutter answers. It's really being as unique and personal as you can be. So, you know, you can set up a crowd because you're not just like everyone else. Mm -hmm. 100%. Yeah. From interviews that like I've either been in or interviews that I've conducted, um, I think it's, you really see the difference when um, someone provides like, yeah, a very basic answer right. versus one where you see a little bit more um, individualism in it. Hmm. Yeah. Right. So one of the most popular questions uh, we received is what do you do if you don't get into physiotherapy school immediately mm. um, and you're in your final year of university? Um, great question. I think you asked it on purpose because I didn't get into school yeah. when I uh, first applied yeah. after I graduated. <laughs> um, but, you know, it's a challenging thing to experience because of course you want to get in. Right. Um, of course you don't want to hit those roadblocks or those failures. But I think it's actually been a really uh, productive year for me. Hmm. Um, getting the opportunity to work as a kinesiologist, I think, has only bolstered my my skills, um, either working with clients and, and my ability to yeah. teach them movement or instruct them on how to go through their movement, or um, learning that language and how to how to speak with them or how to cue yeah. them um, and help them learn. Um, and lastly, how to help motivate them. Um, right as they go through um, some trying times, because when they see you, they're going through some, some um, yeah. hardships, whether it's pain or, or personal self-esteem and, and things, like, things of that nature. Gotcha. So really, if you don't get in, um, it'll hurt at first for sure, it did for me, but once you uh, get over that a little bit and you pick yourself up again, um, I think finding ways to help uh, set you up or help um, elevate your game before getting in. Right. So the way I thought of it was how can I be a better applicant for yeah. this position or if I'm going to enter in um, sort of my, my a year off of school and becoming a physiotherapist right. or, or as an older applicant, how can I be um, in a position where I have more knowledge or more skill or, right. or can be a better practitioner than someone who, who hasn't had this year yeah. of, of time off? Um, or who didn't get in. So I took it as a, as a personal challenge. Um, yeah, that definitely sort of um, uh, frustrated me, but I think um, I tried to challenge that, channel that positively gotcha. so that it was the most productive year as I could make it. Right, so obviously it didn't let you get you down when you obviously didn't get in at first, yeah. but you really yeah. took it as an opportunity to you know, pick yourself back up. Yep. Reanalyze the situation and really yeah. build upon your you know weaknesses and turn them into strengths overall mm -hmm. now When you were at that time, yes, you became a kin and you got more work experience um, And experience in the field was there anything else that you did that really helped you get to the point where okay now I've gotten accepted or anything that helped you in that road of getting accepted uh, in Australia um, Anything else that would have helped me outside of that learning experience was I was trying to think of ways of how can I continue to gain um, more information or more education mm -hmm. um, rather than just going through the run of the mill gotcha. of what the occupation was like. How can I um, 
make this not bigger and better, but how can I improve the quality of care that I'm providing um, my, my clients or my patients right. um, time and time again or each and every day. Um, and I think keeping them um, top of mind uh, really helped elevate sort of my experience um, because from there, when I was reading either a research article or learning different things from um, a workshop or two, it wasn't just like a, a case study in mind. It wasn't just a illness or, or pain or yeah. injury in mind. It was, it was people, it was faces that I could see. And those were the people who, who helped me want to learn more because I wanted to help them um, fight through their, their pain or, right. or what they were going through. Gotcha. Um, and yeah, yeah, it became a little more personal after that. Really interesting. Yeah. Um, any websites like also gave you really good guidance on you know what your other options might be or anything else? Any maybe people that uh, mm. you were options in with? terms yeah. of like what to do afterwards? What to do after? Like yeah, you're you're at the end of your undergrad. You thought mm -hmm. you know everything's in this linear path, but yeah. obviously you, there's some deviation to it, and you know you have to take another route to get you know to your end goal. Yeah. Um, well, one of the first people who I spoke to after I found out I didn't get in was one of my references, um, mm. Dr. Paul Kennedy at UBC Kinesiology. Um, and we had developed a relationship um, from being well, one of his students in his class, right. um, as well as working with him with the uh, Kinesiology Undergraduate Society with the KUS. And uh, him being a professor and writing multiple references for multiple students who yeah. applied to multiple graduates, you know, mm -hmm. schools. Um, I think he gave me very uh, helpful advice in how, um, you know, he's had other students who, who didn't get in um, the first time. And if you really want it, you'll continue to apply. Right. Um, and if it's meant to be, you'll, you'll get in. Right. And if it's what you want, you'll find those um, different avenues to make it come right. to light. Just like you. Um, yeah. But I mean, if, if it, there also could have been an opportunity that maybe after a few times I never got in and maybe right. this isn't the thing. Maybe there's something else that's, that's calling to me mm -hmm. um, or that might be out there for me. And so I think just getting a helpful sort of um, words of advice and, and reinforcement from him were, were helpful um, and, and helping me, uh, yeah, pick myself back up again and, and understand that this isn't the end of the world or the end of the line for me. Um, and there's more, more out there to keep uh, working toward. Is there anything else that you could add to or to tell students you know, who didn't make it into you know, their choice of school the first time? Uh, anything else that you could do, like retake classes, maybe shadow a PT? Do you think those could help too or maybe not? Um, well, uh, it depends. Uh, you know, some schools do provide feedback on your application on why you didn't get in. Gotcha. Some schools don't, which makes it really challenging for you to see like where do I need to work on or how do I need to improve to get in. Yep. Um, but if you have that information and you know exactly well, how or why um, you didn't get into the school um, and how you can get in, um, if it's grades, some schools uh, take. Um, uh, retaking classes and, yep. and the new grade um, to bolster your GPA, um, if that's an option for you. Um, if it's something that you require more experience, right. um, then by all means, like find uh, and expose yourself to ask different gotcha. physiotherapists or different practitioners out there um, to learn from them okay. um, and get in. Yeah, yeah. Gotcha. I, I think it's a very um, challenging position to be in because it can be very... Um, Individual. Okay. Yeah. 
Gotcha. And how did you begin your application process abroad? So, for example, in Australia. Mm -hmm. um, I've known a couple of friends who had gone across um, the okay. ocean um, and gone down under. And so, with them, I just asked what the, what their process was. Okay. Um, it helps, yeah, having that connection. Um, and then from there, they all sort of uh, mentioned um, an agency called Ausdrak. Okay. Um, which Can you say is that again? Or spell it out. Austrak. Yeah. Austrak um, is spelled O Z T R E K K. Okay. I believe. Um, yeah. Um, they're also an organization that I worked with while I was in the KOS, and they're a Canadian-based organization that okay. um, helps students go to uh, school in Australia. Gotcha. Um, and they're a free service to to use and to work with. Um, and they help you with the application process, giving you all the information that you need. And they, yeah, they definitely helped make um, the whole process a lot easier because not only do they help you with your application process, but yeah. if you are lucky enough to get in, they um, help you with making sure you have all the information on how to move there or gotcha. if this is like a good financial move for you and right. how you can make it a good financial move for you and, gotcha. and things of that nature. So. Yeah. Gotcha. So did they help you out with like, or did they give you like a checklist of, oh, you got to do your visa. Oh yeah. Apply for this, yeah. this, and this. They'll give you, they give you a whole like PDF checklist of whichever schools you would like to go to. Right. Um, and they tell you exactly what you need for each place. Gotcha. Yeah. And what are you most excited for in Australia? Um, I'm excited for it to be yeah, a whole new adventure. Um, being in school uh, in a different country yeah. um, will, I think, be, be a whole new experience for me. I think learning a little bit about the culture there and how it, uh, it compares to the Vancouver culture and what, because yeah. Vancouver is a very health aware city. Yeah. So seeing what um, a place like Melbourne would be like or, mm -hmm. or as a country as a whole, what Australia is like, um, I think will, is, is quite exciting. Um, and Melbourne's one of the um, sort of leading universities that really um, hit the forefront of research on, right. on anatomy and physiology or on um, new techniques within the physiotherapy field. Gotcha. So I'm excited to learn as much as I can and yeah. What's your plan when, you, when you're done? Um, the plan for when I'm done, you know, it's a little bit open book right now. Cool. Um, it's just a little bit skeleton work of, I'd love to go back to Vancouver. Sweet. Um, so, uh, if I were to come back to Vancouver, I'd need to take the same board exam that um, physiotherapists would need to take if they okay. went to school here in Canada, um, that are written in the practical. If um, I enjoy my experience there in, in Australia, maybe I stay in Australia and I work. Um, cool. So it's a little bit open book. I'm trying to keep an open mind, see how things go, and gotcha. keep myself, yeah, um, open to different opportunities and experiences. That's awesome. All right, well, that's it for today. Thank you so much for joining us on this podcast. Thank you, Wancho, for coming in today You're to welcome. share with your experience. I'm You're super welcome. excited for you um, on your journey going, uh, going to Australia very, very soon. Thank so, you. Thank you. Yeah.